Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. An unreal performance continues for Hagen Smith. 17 strikeouts against the Oregon State Beavers. Relax. All right, don't try to strike everybody out. Strikeouts are boring. Besides that, they're fascist. Throw some ground balls. It's more democratic. 16 strikeouts, a new league record. 16 walks, another new league record. Nuke Lelouch, one of a kind. Hagen Smith with a little better control. Welcome back in the zone. Good to be with you today. Christian Weaver here doing magical things. That's what wizards do. Uh, Josh Neighbors, who does just very uh, run-of-the-mill, very basic, normal human things. And Eli Craner, writer extraordinaire. And uh, the man with the biggest beard in the community <laughs> joining us. Is there, a, is there an author that you're aware of, Eli? Welcome <clears throat> to the studio, by the way. It's great yeah, to see you. Yeah, yeah, good to be here. Uh, that has a bigger beard than you? <clears throat> there's, a, there's a cat named David Joy, and he's taller than I am, skinnier than I am, bald like I am, and he's out of North Carolina. And it never fails. Wherever I go, I'll be at a book, a festival or something, be in Mississippi, and somebody will come up and say, Man, David, I, I love I love your books. And we were in North Carolina just like uh, two weekends ago. It was the first time we were ever in the same place. Hmm. And I, I almost signed a book as him because yeah. I'd gotten it so many times. Did you take a picture? Yeah, we took a picture. I got to see the picture. I want to yeah, see you, how you much you look bring alike. Up, you pull up David Joy. Yeah, you can see how much. Uh, I think he is taller than I am. I don't know if his beard is better, though. I, Who yeah, played more I, college football? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I don't Just think checking. David was. Oh yeah, I can see the. Uh, I got to see the red the beard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's uh? Where'd you get that from, mom or dad? The red dad yeah. had this kind of curly auburny hair. Yeah. So yeah, but I, I had like blonde hair when I was a kid, like blonde bowl cut in yeah. the nineties. So toe head is that what they call you? Toe headed. Yeah. yeah. That's how my kids both are. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, it's enough, I guess. Mm. Yours is longer than his is. Yeah, beard. you got a way better beard than he does. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, welcome in. Good yeah, to, good glad to be with to be you. Here. We should probably play your open. Even I wasn't really ready, I guess, even though I knew you were coming. Now, I was, uh, I was so busy like looking for the Bull Durham clip, and I was excited about that. Uh, I guess I'll be on the segment. Open. Out, as, as somebody else who does producing, that is that is true. You get excited about something. Completely totally, lo- lose my totally train of thought. You totally forget what you're supposed to be doing. I'm so dumb. I'm also like very limited mentally. Um, <laughs> Josh, what time do you wake up? Uh, it depends on the day. It depends on how much I have to get done the next day. 5.15 normally is when I get up. It's supposed to be at work by then. We'll talk about that off the air. No. It's time for Enlightening Candor with Edgar Award-winning author Eli Craner. Brought to you by The Old Bank in Russellville. The Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience in downtown Russellville. Between hand-cut prime steaks, BLTs, or their signature lump crab cakes, the Old Bank has something for everyone. Call for a reservation, 479-219-5181. Now it's official. Okay, we're going to talk books in a second. Let me ask you about a life thing, since we have extended time with you today. Yeah, uh, this came up over the weekend. I thought you'd be a perfect person to talk about this. And I know Chris Kane, when he comes in, I hope he's listening already. Uh, Chris is going to join us for the final two hours today. We'll have an opinion about this. So this happens every once in a great while. And it's funny because sometimes it happens, and I don't think twice about it, but sometimes it happens, and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be good. So I went to a restaurant recently, and the waiter 
took our orders, and there were four of us, and a couple of them were semi-complicated, uh, and did not write anything down. Mm. Even repeated it back, but I'm like, <laughs> no chance. Now, I'm not going to say the kid was, you know. But anyway, he was just not, and I was like, this isn't. Anyway, so he screwed up a drink order, basically spaced my buddy's drink for like 15, 20 minutes, and I was like, we reminded him, then he went over and talked to two other. I was like, bro, if you forgot the drink, like, you should definitely run right to the bar and go get it. Then when the food was ordered, I was like, yeah, this isn't. And he came out like 15 minutes later. He's like, yeah, I, I got your order in. Mm-hmm. And remind me again what yours was. I'm going to go ahead and get that in. It's like, I, I'm sorry. I'm like, wow. So here's my thing. Are you impressed by a wait? You can put this on as a second question. Today. Are you impressed by a waiter or waitress uh, who doesn't write the order down and can memorize everything perfectly? Or would you rather they just write it down? Are you any less impressed by someone who doesn't write down your order? Yeah, my wife. So my wife is very, um, she's very cut and dry. And she, we had this happen. I think we were down in like Pensacola one year. And I mean, we had a whole fan, like extended family, you know, and this, this waitress was, she was taking all of this down by memory. And it was the same thing. She walked away and my wife looks at me and she's like, no way. Not a chance. Like yeah. no way. Not a chance. And, and she didn't. And, yeah. and my wife ended up, I remember what she said. She was like, you know, like. I get it. Like, it's almost like a parlor trick. Like, you're trying to get, you know, a bigger tip. Like, you're putting on this mm-hmm. memory show. Yeah. But she's like, I just want my food. You know, like, I just I want my food. That's my, my thing. Food. Yeah. Unless you're Mike Ross from Suits. Yeah. I'm, I I don't trust you at all to remember four, five, six, seven orders, mm. especially if there's substitutions and things. And again, you know what I'm going to tip you bigger for? It coming out right yeah. and it coming out quickly. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I don't ever think twice about tipping extra because you memorized it. Let me let you memorize this. If I walk up to you at a bar... And you're the bartender, and I go, hey, I need a vodka soda and a craft beer. I don't expect you to write that down. Yeah. But if I'm ordering, like, a whole slew of food, like, yeah, I expect you to write it down. It's fine. Go for it. It's okay. It's not a, it's not a knock. It doesn't make you a bad waiter or waitress. I, I guess if they pulled it off, and it was, like, if they did everything right and memorized it yeah. and got it out on time, then maybe I really, maybe it would bump it mm-hmm. another five or ten percent. I will tell you this. Last night I ordered uh by phone, I ordered and you should this should be a basic thing like you always get, but it's not. I ordered rock and roll sushi last night and I went over and picked it up and when I got there, it was sitting right there. And I ordered over the phone, you pay over the phone, and it's sitting there when I walk up to the here you go. I walked in, grabbed it, walked out. It was the most perfect (laughs) pickup ex no. A lot of times it's a wait. Half the time you don't have everything. It's a thing. It's a thing. Anyway, okay. I'm not talking about a trip to the old bank in Russellville because the service there, I am told, is impeccable. I'm going to get a whole group from here, and I know you've been there several times. Yeah. I'm going to get a whole group from the Buzz, and we're going to come up and have dinner. I was telling Baz and Roger about it today. So. We were there Sunday, Sunday for brunch after church. It's great. Well, this is what happens. We get sidetracked with Eli for too long, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh, we're out of time. So we got 20 <laughs> minutes still, so we're cool. But let's talk some books. You brought in, and this is great. I'm excited. I'm, you're going to let me You're gonna let me borrow yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get an advanced copy of Broiler, which is the new book. For those of you who are watching on the stream, this is what it looks like. This is Eli's third offering july 2nd it'll be out in stores in and on amazon and all that broiler the hottest book Good day, of the i got your present right here buddy but i'm gonna read it first you don't mind a lightly read book i won't make any notes in it uh, i have not read ozark dogs but eric Koyu strongly recommends no, and you said, you have read ozark dogs you have no you're right i haven't read don't know tough yeah. right uh eric Koyu said uh don't know tough is like the story of his childhood 
So yeah, like a Friday resonated. Night Lights meets um, Ozark, like the Netflix Ozark. Do you get a lot of that? Do you have like coaches or people who played football in high school that they're like, man, this really resonated? Yeah, yeah. And it was, I mean, that was where I was writing that one from. You know, it was on the heels of having just gotten done coaching and stuff. But yeah, that always hits when I hear a coach say, yeah, or a, or a player say. But yeah, I'll leave all those I around here that. for the, and this one is a little different. Broiler okay. is a little different. Is it going to be available in hardback right out of the gate? Somebody, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they all come out in hardback, and that's why that Ozark Dogs is paperback. It comes out in paperback like in March. You so read? If you've been waiting. I do, You yeah. seem like a reader. You should read Ozark Dogs. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Take the yeah. copy. There you go. Passing you go. them around. Yep. It's a good one. And, and audio books. I do, I do the audio books. You voice them? Yeah, I voice them. them. You got a good voice. Yeah. So it, and it, we, did the, we did Ozark. We did Don't Know Tough in Memphis, which was a trip because we only booked the studio for like two days. Mm-hmm. And it took like 23 studio hours to wow. get the 10 hours of audio. Did you, do, did you go to Sun Studios? Like, no, it was called Electrophonic, which is where they did the um, Hustle and Flow soundtrack. They wow. recorded the Hustle and Flow soundtrack That's there. That's pretty big time. Yeah, so it was uh, it was really old school, but I was literally on like a kitchen stool, mm-hmm. and they had these big condenser mics, and I mean, every time I'd like move, because that, that stool would creak, Oh no! and we'd have to back up. It never occurred to them to have some WD-40 Dude, handy? Well, I just don't- your chairs. Around here, it's so hard to find places who do audiobooks. So we did, shout out to, to Big Kev at uh, Joker Entertainment Studios. Did the stool have a back? No, I was literally sitting there with like how long at a time. I would do like two, three hour runs, and then you have to stretch afterwards. Oh man, it was. I mean, so that was that was Memphis. Two straight days of just sitting in that stool, and that's the first time I'd ever done it. And they didn't want me to do it because they have voice actors who you know do this whole thing for a living. I did it. It ended up good. They asked me to do the next one, and I was like, "Yeah, but I'm not doing it." You give me, you give me a back to that chair next time. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not <laughs> doing it. Contract. And I loved the the studio was great. The sound was great, but I just I didn't want to drive and have to just stay and do it back to back to back. When you mean voice actors, do you mean they have multiple parts that are played Sometimes, by different people? Depending, like for Broiler, the next book, there's four different narrators. Two of two of them are female, two are male. So like I might do one of those voices. Okay. The only thing that's that's odd to me whenever I listen to audiobooks is they switch is it when up. they switch. Yeah. And I maybe maybe different sections of books need different tones, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or maybe just to keep you engaged on yeah. what it is. Do you mind if I ask him a question? Uh, Justin? Yeah, buddy, that's what you're here for. Uh, so for dad who taught me how to write with a bucket full of base, uh, yeah. uh, bucket full of baseballs. Bucket full of baseballs, yeah. People have asked that. So what it is is when I was like 10, my dad had this rule that we would throw 100 strikes mm-hmm. every morning. Like before, like before we did anything else, I had to hit 100 strikes. And he'd sit on that old like five-gallon bucket and, and he'd call the strike. So it wasn't just 100... And I just always, writing is such a, like, it's so much of, like, a grind, like, mm-hmm. coaching or sports. Like, you just come back to it every day, and you have to, like, I do my little writing for about two hours in the morning. So it was kind of always liking it to that, like, mm-hmm. getting your work in, like, a little bit every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's I like what that, that was. Interesting. So, what's, you said uh, this comes out, Broiler, tell, for those who didn't listen last week, tell everybody what Broiler's about. Yeah, Broiler is, um, so it's about... Like I said, four characters, two of which are line workers at a chicken processing plant. And the other two are, and they're, they're a couple, and then the other two are the line manager uh, and his wife. 
So a couple who works on the line and then a person who runs like the whole plant. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, the jungle by Upton Sinclair, which like took on the meat packing industry Mm -hmm. back Mm -hmm. in the day. Um, There's a fictional chicken processing uh, plant place company called Detmer Foods in this book. Um, And yeah, it deals with that. It deals a lot with motherhood. That's what I was going to say, too, if y'all have... If you have any ladies in your life, this is this book is a different tonal shift. You kind of see it on the cover. Like yeah. they kind of they kind of um, a lot of the main characters in this one are women, uh, young mothers. I wrote this one right after our son was was about six months old, and okay. there was a six month old baby. So you got to record your audio book in the same studio where Three Six Mafia did. Yeah, Grammy dude, and it was like they had like, like signed posters. The dude who owned the studio was like Timberlake's cousin, so. He and he does. I think his name is Scott Bomar, um, and so he had done that. And then they did Black Snake Moan, uh, the oh, same yeah. soundtrack, because that was all right there. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. So, but the second one we did here, that was Ozark Dogs. We did here in Little Rock, okay. um, which was so much better because I would just drive down, do like two or three hours on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and then come back the next gotcha. Saturday and do it. And that was Big Kev at Joker Entertainment. Big Kev, Big Kev at Joker. What Entertainment. was the Three Six Mafia song? It's hard out here for a pimp. Yeah, award hard out here song. for a pimp. Look at that. I just rewatched that recently, and it it really stood up. Like I thought, like. Wow, like this, I forgot how good this was. Can't say a song. You can't. You haven't seen Hustle and Flow. Mm-mm-mm. Put that one on the list, man. I don't think I saw it. Put that who's, one. Who's on. the star of that? It's got Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. I like Terrence Hansen. Howard. Mm-hmm. And one of my buddies is a guy who he li- He was from Missouri. He now lives out in L.A. He's a novelist, but he does like show running and and stuff for. And he said that there was. A, <laughs> Some guy's job on a set that he was on once was like to simply to keep Terrence Howard from eating like Skittles and like eating like candy because he would put on, he would just eat it constantly. And they hired a person to keep Terrence Howard from eating candy. That's like having a guy who's the get back coach on the yeah, sideline. Right? Like, I'm like, yeah. if, if Terrence have, Howard wants to eat Skittles, he's going to eat Skittles. I'm like, if you're not disciplined enough to do that on your own, I mean, come on, what are we doing? 1047, Eli Craner hanging out in studio. Josh Neighbors is in from Morning Mayhem. Uh, Chris Kane will join us in the final two hours. And, of course, the Wizards here. Christian Weaver, I'm Justin Acri. Thanks for tuning in. We're back in a moment. We're going to find out what Eli's got for us to read this week. All right, Eli Craner in studio. I was going to ask you a question about the latest book, Broiler, how much research you did. I mean, did you talk to people that work in the industry or anything like that? Did you have any – did you do any background on that? I guess you can Google everything and probably get a lot of information that way too. Yeah, yeah. Well, the origin story to that part of it is, is I think it's pretty interesting. I was teaching in a ALE school, alternative learning school, mm-hmm. and uh, it was my first year there. And we had, um, I had this table of Mexican-American students who, for like the whole first week, I could not wake them up, like until lunch. Like they would just come in, they would be asleep, and they would not get up. And ALE is, you know... Quote, unquote, this is what the kids would say. You know, they, it's where the bad kids go. Like, it's a subpopulation of, of like, a high school. Um, that wasn't the case. Sometimes a girl would get pregnant, and she'd miss a lot of school. She'd need to come to a smaller setting to, you know, get caught up. Mm-hmm. For these kids, you know, what I ended up finding out was I went to my principal, and I was like, hey, man, like, I can't even get these kids awake, like, at all, you know, until, until it's time for lunch. And he was like, yeah, dude, they're working these 10-hour night shifts at the chicken processing plant and then getting off at like 6 o'clock 
and then getting a shower and then they're making it, you know, to school. Um, wow. And so <laughs> I was writing then, you know, like I was, I don't, I didn't have a book out. I was, and I knew, and so when they finally woke up, I just started talking to them, you know, like I was like, tell me about it. So they tell me about, they wear these metal mesh gloves, you know, like chain, like, like a, like, like a, a chain like mail, a chain mail. Mm-hmm. And they're cutting like the left hind leg off a broiler chicken for like 10 hours straight. It's like 40 degrees in those plants. And there's this bacterial spray and they're wearing huge layers of clothes because it's freezing cold. And, and so I had that in my brain for forever. Like, God, like this is, this is a story. It's art. I mean, cause everything I write is Arkansas. It's got some sort of Arkansas involved in it. Um, and so it just took a while. I, I think that story was too big for me to tell, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of recognized that for a little while. Um, and so, yeah, so that's where, that's where most of that. And then like my wife's family, my, all my family's from Eastern Arkansas. Um, but my wife's family's all from up around Russellville and there's, there's Pete, they, some of them are growers and, and some of them have worked on the line. You know, some of them worked at, at Tyson for years, career out of it. All right, let's talk about the book that you brought in for us today. This <laughs> yeah, is, it's a change up. We're back to sports, sports fans. And this is one that is like basically the first time we've had an instructional book, I think, right? Yeah, man. So what it's called, and, and I was telling you in the break there that this is probably, I collect like signed first edition, which is, which is fun. And, um, this book is outside of even all the, the signed first edition books I have. I bet this one, or at least it was when I bought it, is probably the most expensive book I own. So what it is is called the Delaware Wing Tee. And back when I was coaching was also back around the time when Malzahn, Gus Malzahn, was you know at the height of like that Auburn offense where that jet sweep was coming and two backs. And I can't remember what the interview was. But somewhere in there, he mentioned the Delaware wing tee is like where he got everything that he was kind of running. You know, it was kind of like a spread version of the wing tee. Mm-hmm. So I think the re- it was all supply and demand. You know, I think there was only like 500 copies of this book. And when he mentioned it, every, you know, coach went out trying to find it. Um, and so, yeah, it's called the Delaware wing tee, an order of football. And it's by H.R. Tubby Raymond. Um, and it really is. It's like, I mean, there are literally hand-drawn diagrams. It's incredible. I flipped through it. It's amazing. <laughs> of, of this stuff. So I remember reading it back then and, and not really getting just a whole bunch out of it other than seeing the connection, you know, between um, where I could see, like, that style of offense Auburn was running. I just pulled up Amazon just for the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, first one that came up, 300 bucks and. Three hundred dollars and fifty-one cents. There's one in stock. Order soon. You think? So I know that's what I'm saying. I need I need to put word out that if anybody's interested in this yeah. thing, you know, I, I might. Uh, <laughs> if, you're, if you're an aspiring coach, it might be interesting. Yeah. Uh, question for Eli from El Guapo. He says, "I'm thinking of putting together a crew to knock off Oakland on Derby Day, or writing a book about <laughs> it. Ocean's Eleven-ish, but ugly dudes. Which one does he think is more work? Also, do any of you know a good grease man? Hilarious. So El Guapo. Uh, he's just kidding, Oakland. Relax. El Guapo is the guy that told me I was a psycho last time. Or I a believe that's correct. Ago. Yeah, he is a psycho. He yeah. said, I've read a couple of Craner's books. Guy may be a psychopath. Hallmark won't be making any of his books into movies. <laughs> I think those are dogs would be great on Hallmark. But Yeah, right. <clears throat> anyway. Well, yeah, El Guapo, definitely. Yeah, you need to do your research. Either way, whichever you do. Um, write the book or, or pull it off. It would be interesting. I'm sure there have been stories about... Uh, 
Oh yeah, OTBs a, being robbed over the years and things. There's um, what was the movie? Uh, in the movie Snatch, they rob an OTB or try to, and it goes yeah, horribly wrong. Yeah, yeah, and there was a NASCAR one where they. Yeah, um, it had Daniel Craig in it. That's Logan it. Lucky. Yeah, Logan Lucky. It's a good movie. It, it, kind of similar, where they stick up, you know, like a big, big event like that. Okay. Pretty good. It's got Channing uh, Tatum, Adam Driver in it. Bro- yeah. Pretty good. Brothers out on National Christian Weaver Day. Give me the date again. July second. National Christian Weaver Day. What's well, his birthday? Ah, look at that. Local. July 2. Very local. July 2. Broiler and Christian. I'm going to put it on the calendar so we don't forget. Uh, and uh, Don't Know Tough is available. And so is Ozark Dogs, but not the book that I handed to Josh, so he's going to go read that after he wakes up from his nap. Yeah. Man, uh, good, good seeing you. I'm glad good you, got, you got a good Little Rock itinerary today. You guys go enjoy that. Yeah, we're excited. Welcome to the big city. Yep, yep. We'll see you in Russellville soon. Thanks again to the Old Bank and Russell. If you haven't eaten there yet, I hear nothing but great things. Can't wait. We met the the owner slash chef the other day. Yeah, Johnny's a good dude. Good dude, man. Appreciate you.